Dr. Newman, thank you for taking the time with us today. Um, for the first time in a long time, um, even though we see COVID-19 cases continuing to spike, uh, we're finally getting some positive news. Um, I'm sure you're aware of the headline from Pfizer today. Uh, how, encur yes. how encouraging is this? It's a big positive step, but uh, I think what's going on today is a little more PR than science. Uh, so Pfizer and BioNTech have announced that they have a vaccine and that in the preliminary trial there were out of the 40-some thousand people that were included in the study, they ended up with 94 infections. And however those are split, um, they ended up with 90% fewer infections in the group that got the vaccine. So it's positive. I would say there are things that I would like to hold back some of the uh, complete positivity from. Um, for example, the test is only run over the course of about three months. And so we can say that, yes, maybe short-term immunity works. And also the test, some of the people who did get the vaccine did end up coming down with SARS-CoV-2. But what we don't know and won't know until the paper comes out is whether they had milder symptoms than people who weren't vaccinated, because that's another route where a vaccine can be useful. So overall, very positive. But uh, as a scientist, we like to see the data before we draw a conclusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even even in the interim, though, uh, uh, oh, 90 percent plus is a pretty impressive efficacy. It would probably mean something like roughly 84 people in the one group got sick and roughly 10 people in the other group. So it's it's good, but it's not, yeah, it's not quite lights out. I think, though, if this vaccine does work at this level in larger populations, then it is part of the solution. The risk, though, I think, is that um, pretty much everybody's running into a little bit of COVID fatigue. Uh, I've seen it around here. I've felt it myself. Uh, probably everybody at home has, too. And a vaccine is going to be part of that solution, but it's going to work best if it is rolled out along with some kind of at least weekly testing for everybody that's free and available right in your neighborhood and a contact tracing program that hits 20 of the closest contacts for every single case that is found. This is how we knock out other viruses. And together with all these things, the vaccine can be a powerful tool, but I don't think it is necessarily going to get us out of this on its own. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the rollout. Uh, I guess that would be the next thing. If they get through the application as an emergency, um, we know that the uh, U.S. military is on standby to take part in the distribution. Uh, would that come with um, healthcare workers first, frontline workers? Would it be a trickle-down thing? That's probably uh, the way you would see it. I think if uh, the government were interested in pushing this forward even faster, like before we know whether it works or not, um, there are uh, equivalent vaccines to the ones that are approved for limited use in Russia and China. Um, some of the U.S. vaccines are basically the same thing. And so there's no real safety reason uh, why we would not uh, use those yet. Um, I think the only question that we didn't have before this uh, press release was whether these vaccines would actually prevent the disease from happening. And this is a positive sign. It looks as though there's at least some lowering of the disease. And that is great news, honestly. 
And the way we understand it, this would uh, provide protection for it's not a one-time shot. Probably not. So, but we're basing this on immunity to, uh, in people who have had uh, COVID-19. Now, the virus is fairly immunosuppressive in some key ways. It shuts down a thing called the interferon pathway that can act as a sort of a beacon and direct white blood cells into the right area to make the right response at the right time. And so because of that, people do not seem to have very much of a long-lasting immune response after they have the actual virus. Now, that may be something to do with the way the virus is built. You may not be able to make a long-term immune response, or it could just be the way that the virus works. It shuts off your ability to do this. But a vaccine could uh, work a little bit better than actual infection in that case, and certainly would be a whole lot safer than uh, catching uh, even an asymptomatic uh, case of COVID-19. There are still health consequences that are associated, uh, damage to the heart and blood vessels, for example, even in cases where a person doesn't necessarily feel sick, you can detect these problems. So uh, while all of this is positive, it doesn't mean that a cure-all vaccine is imminent. No, I think people would like this to be kind of like the polio vaccine, where you get that one shot as a kid and you're just golden for the rest of your life. Right now, there isn't any good reason to believe that the vaccine will be able to last for this amount of time. Uh, so far, of the vaccines that have been tested, this one and the one from Moderna do seem to produce, at least in the short term, decent amounts of immunity. But we also don't know exactly what number of antibodies is going to correlate to protection. We just know that when they go down to a certain point, eventually bad things are going to happen. And so there are really still a lot of unknowns that are going to be solved, uh, at least in part, when the phase three trial, which is what they're uh, sort of announcing, uh, is actually published. So I guess the, the one question that a lot of people that will be monitoring this on the news to find out when will it be available locally? How long would it take to get to a market like Youngstown? Well, uh, the governor of Ohio appears to be pretty good at negotiating these things. He's managed to, uh, yeah, get Ohio on the list for some other things, for some uh, advanced testing. And I think, uh, unfortunately, it may be a case of politics. And so, uh, yeah, who you know rather than what you know. Um, but for this to actually work, we can't just knock down the virus in one area because if the virus is knocked down in Ohio but spreading like wildfire in Texas, it will spread and it will come back in as immunity starts to wane after a vaccine. So this is something that very much needs a comprehensive uh, carpet bombing style approach. And uh, that's, that's the way out. That's what I am hoping to see in the response once we have the vaccine uh, in our tool belt among all the other tools. And I guess in closing, the one thing that people like you would worry about is people read this headline and start relaxing their precautions. That is certainly not what we need right now, uh, as the va uh, vast number of infected people and rapidly rising number of cases uh, shows. Yeah, any vaccine rollout is not going to probably hit people like me and you for months from now. And we cannot assume, even in people who have had the vaccine, that the vaccine is actually going to be enough protection. It's going to be a case of vaccines rolled out as fast as possible, plus a concerted effort toward mask wearing, 
plus a really ramped up contact tracing and testing uh, regimen. That is what's actually going to get us out of this. And we know this from the countries that have been able to get their COVID problems under control. They laid down the uh, roadmap and we just need to follow it. All right. Excellent. Dr. Newman, thank you again so much for taking time for us today. Happy to help anytime you need me.